In today's episode, we're speaking to Marley Jacks. Marley is a CEO of Jacks Productions, content marketing expert and highly acclaimed business acceleration coach. From the pages of Forbes to the mainstream of Funnel Hacking Live, Marley works with the clients to discover the power of implementing an infinite cash flow system inside each of their businesses built on effortless high ticket customer extension. Marley's roast of clients includes such legendary thought leaders as Christy Code, Alex Schaffern, Damon John and Stephen Larson. Let's speak to Marley and find out how she worked on her mindset to change her life. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we have the beautiful, we have the wonderful, the gorgeous Marley Jacks. Welcome, Marley. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on as a guest, Marley. It's been, uh, we've been trying to get you on here for quite some time now. So Marley, everyone's heard how amazing you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Um, I have a YouTube marketing agency. Um, When I first started my business, I was actually a dental hygienist. And then I was kind of doing some social media on the side. And I started making videos for myself, just answering frequently asked questions, and then found that some of those videos were really taking off. And I was like, I wonder if I can do the same thing again, like on purpose this time. And then if I can do this again for my clients. So my social media business turned into a specifically YouTube marketing agency because of the massive power of video and the fact that YouTube is a search engine. And when you can use the platform as it is, you have you have people finding your content and becoming customers through you every single day without zero, with zero ad spend um, and people just all over the world finding your videos organically. Wow, wonderful. And I do believe that video is very important and YouTube is a, is a, is a, an amazing asset to have. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Molly, you said you are a dental hygienist. So what got you there and what allowed you to change from being a dental hygienist to being, um, you know, a social media manager? Because that's a huge jump. And the, <laughs> yeah. the, the number of years you took to study to become a dental hygienist, because I know how long that's involved. You know, how were you able to transition over? What made you transition over? Yeah, it doesn't seem like the next logical step, like teeth to (laughs) making YouTube videos that have nothing to do with teeth. So I, before I was a dental hygienist, I worked in radio and television as well. I always loved like the media, the entertainment industry, and um, that industry, uh, I got my heart broken a few times, just, you know, really fast paced. It's not very stable. There's some egos in the industry, if I can say that. And um, so I was just like, I need to figure something else out. So I went to dental hygiene and I picked it because it was the kind of career where like, I could work at work and not bring my work home with me because I knew that I wanted the time to figure out what I really want to be when I grow up. (laughs) And so I went into dental and I knew that that wasn't going to be my forever career. But while I was in dental, I was kind of bored. (laughs) Like it's not very creative. You clean teeth all day, every day. And so I was trying to find like 
some kind of creative outlet. So I started doing the social media for the dental office just for fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was pretty good at it. And the, their IT guy was like, Hey, would you be interested in doing social media for some of my clients? Sure. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I can just play around with it. Well, next thing I know, he's referred me to all of his clients and I have a full flown, full, full-fledged business. Oh, wow. Okay. And so like between patients, I'd like run to the bathroom, hide in the bathroom, be on my phone, like making social media posts for my clients. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, this this is an actual business that I can run with, that I'm good with, that I really enjoy and gives me that creative outlet that I was looking for. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's that's amazing. It's, it's, it just feels like something fell into your lap because you're, you're predestined for it from your previous <laughs> experience. Let's talk about that now. So, you know, when you said you had your heart broken, how did you pick your pieces up? Because I understand I haven't worked in the TV in the, the radio industry. I, I actually I remember when I was thinking about it, I looked into it briefly, I have to say, when I was younger. But I had the four, you know, <laughs> the, the, I think the mind, um, the mindset or the intelligence or whatever, not to go into the industry. I, I was doing, a, I was a radio and, and DJ for my school, and oh. I was looking to go into the into that industry. And I looked at it, and it just looked really horrific. I had a really <laughs> horrible incident with one of the individuals. Um, the, you know, the 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 uh, <laughs> it was it was horrible basically, and I was. Um, 18 at the time and I'm thinking oh my god I don't know I was 19 at the time I thought oh my god I don't want anything anything it was very sleazy and very awful and it just put me off media altogether and I went completely away from it altogether but you had you were in media and you dealt mm-hmm. with it and it's all part of the puzzle unfortunately the the sleaziness and the the the, the egos and all, all of it depending on which part you get Right. How did you deal with it? How did you, you know, pick yourself up and go into a different profession? So I want to talk, you know, the Mali that's been broken and sad, who's thinking, oh, my God, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And then you mm-hmm. walked away from that career. How, you know, what happened? Well, you know what the interesting thing is, is that I I can't say that I was just like a victim of mm-hmm. the industry that I was in because there's a reason why that happened in my life and why there was a pattern of maybe – um, difficult relationships or um, bosses that you know weren't empowering or you know good bosses, um, because then even when I started my business, I still saw breadcrumbs or sa- examples of similar patterns happening. And when you see a pattern like that, I think mm-hmm. you have to look at hmm, what's the common denominator? Yeah. Me. And so even when I started my business, I found myself in some situations like that where I had clients who Mm -hmm. were like had were reminding me of the experiences I was in in the entertainment industry and um, in in radio and television. And that's where I really had to learn, like, why am I why am I allowing or attracting or, you know, being in these in these kinds of situations? And I really found for myself that. I mean, no matter what situation I'm in, I may find myself again if I don't realize what the root of it is. And what I found was that the root of it was where I was getting my self-worth from. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very much, you know, empowered by, you know, looking like I was working at the top and next to celebrities or next to these big people without really like, how did this make me feel? And then the same thing in my business, I would work with these clients that maybe had high status or paid me a lot of money, but I didn't set the boundaries and I wasn't working from a place of, you know, maybe um, genuine interest instead of like trying to prove myself. And, you know, in a way, I feel like proving ourselves it can be a really great chip on your shoulder. It can be a really great motivator, but to a point. 
And at some point, I think every entrepreneur is going to get to that place where like it has served them to get to the level that they are. But then maybe after that, their fuel source changes from like, I got to prove myself to, you know what, I want to follow my passion. Mm. I think, I think this is, this is, this is important to, uh, to note. And I, when you were saying this, I was thinking about this and this is so important because I sort of talk about this quite a lot, you know, when you repeat the patterns, you know, there's an old saying, you know, wherever you go, your, your problems follow you. Why? Because it's you that to do with you, not the situation of the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. So I, I completely agree the fact that if you have a certain uh, experiences, unless you sort of deal with those head on through energy clearing, through a mindset work or whatever, whatever technique you can use, but unless you deal with that particular issue, you're going to repeat it in your next environment, in your your next endeavor, business, venture, whatever have you. And this is what you were doing. And I think it's important for people that are listening to actually acknowledge this, understand this. If they're currently in a corporate job, and by the way, most of our audience is either is in a corporate job or was in a corporate job. They tend to be people who are transitioning over or already transitioned over into the into um, entrepreneurship. So these these individuals, if you have someone who is a toxic boss or a toxic environment or a toxic colleague, you probably recreate that in your new business endeavor as well, unless you deal with it, right? And mm-hmm. that's, you have to deal with it. So you tell us, how did you address this? How did you, you know, get through it? How did you cleanse this energy? As I say, you know, we have to cleanse the energy about it. How, what did yeah. you do? Um, I mean, I've always been a uh, a huge advocate for for therapy. <laughs> I think especially in entrepreneurship, uh, it is so important because one of the the big keys in growing in our business, in our personal development, is having a fluid identity and being able to shed layers of the past that we learn from and then evolve into the next version of ourselves. Like part of life is death and rebirth. And that also means yeah. in like some of our personality characteristics. Um, but I remember also this one specific a uh, conversation with a friend where she was going through, she was in a completely different industry and even just different phase of life. But she was talking like one thing after another, like she had this boss at this job and then she quit it, and then she went to this job and it was the same kind of situation. And it was easier for me on the outside looking in to be like, there's a pattern here. And so that kind of gave me this, you know, hint in anything in my life to maybe take a step outside of yourself and pretend you're looking at your best friend. And Mm. what kind of advice would you give or perspectives may you encourage to someone that you love so much that maybe isn't, you know, you in your own ego in this situation. And so I, I, it was perfect timing that I had a friend going through a similar thing and I could look at her issue and go, Oh, you know, this seems logical. And then to be like, wait a minute, it's the exact same thing for me. Mm, okay. The, recognizing is, is step one, but how did you actually clear it or work through it? What was the actual action, actionable steps that you took? One of the first things was, I mean, I just completely got out of the industry to give myself some space from yeah. it. Like I went from media, radio and television, entertainment <laughs> to dental. Like I went so far across the spectrum that it was like, it was such a different circumstance. Yeah. And and I think in allowing that space, it like allowed me to see things from different perspectives. Um, I got myself in, uh, I was in a great um, therapy. I had a great therapist that really helped me to see like this, this is the pattern. And that's where it introduced to me, like you are the common denominator. You are not a victim. This is, you know, something that's being in front of you, being put in front of you so that you can learn it. Um, and I think just by removing myself from the situation 
and um, and taking action, getting myself into a new, new industry, and then finding another outlet, which then turned into the business that I have today. Um, mm-hmm. That was like the best way to just to get over it was to move through it. And I love that. I think this is an important point. I'm going to go back to it. The only way to get to get over it is to is to get through it. So basically, you have to address it head on. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, we're, we're so keen on brushing our experiences under the carpet. Or let me just compartmentalize it. You know, it's what happened in that environment. It won't repeat it again. If you don't face your fears, if you don't go acknowledge in terms of what happened, good and bad and the ugly then those patterns will come back and repeat themselves in the new environment that you create for yourself, be it, it doesn't matter if it's a completely different environment in the dentistry. So if there was a toxic box in your old environment, you'll probably create a new toxic box in your, your dental environment. And so it's important to address all the issues we have head on and see, okay, how am I feeling and what am I doing and what am I doing wrong? Now, I, I find this interesting that, you know, how how was it going, you know, going and studying again to become a dentist, you know, dental, dental hygienist? How how was that experience for you? Uh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was interested in. What made you do it then? <laughs> um, it was it was uh, I don't know. My mom encouraged said suggested it one day when I was trying to think of like, what what do I want to do? And I really I was like, you know what? That is a great idea. It's a good career. It gives you like, it's a good um, salary, good money, good benefits. Like I was thinking logically so that I could also have the space to dream. What do I really want to be when I grow up? And, and I chose it because I knew that it was like, it was a good industry. It allowed me to be independent um, that, you know, I still have a boss, the dental office that I work for, but um, still gave me the freedom to have flexibility. Flexibility and freedom is like some of my highest values. And, um, and it was great. You know, I, I, I got to meet lots of different people. And actually one of the things that I don't think I realized at the time, but dental gave me the space to learn how to create stories, which sounds so weird, but think about it when your hands are in someone else's mouth all day, where does the conversation come from? It's really one-sided. So mm-hmm. I learned how to tell stories and um, it's like throughout the day, I was almost like split testing my stories. Like I, patient one, I would tell this story and get a good laugh. And then patient two, I would tell the same story, but like change the story a little bit to try to get a bigger laugh. And um, by the end of the day, I'd have a really great story to go home with. Um, <laughs> so it was, you know, I still found ways to be creative, but it also, um, allowed me to have a lot of time to be introspective, to figure out what the next phase of my life was going to be. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my abundance mindset makeover workshop by visiting www.abundance.com mindsetmakeover.com see you inside the workshop but I, I'm, what I'm hearing in that is you know you're using your current environment to pull you into the new one so did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or did you or did you know you know what what pushed you into you know starting these um, YouTube uh, videos and so forth did you have any kind of inkling that this is a profession or that you want to be an influencer you know what was going through your head when you started this journey I had no idea that was even available. And even when the, you know, the referral, the IT guy said, do you want to do social media for some of my clients? I had no idea you could even really make money from that. So when they asked me how much I wanted to charge for it, I like threw a number out there, not knowing that they were going to say, yes, hands down. Great. Come on in. And like some of them kept me as a, 
I had them as clients for like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, like I had just come from an industry that was really like star studded red carpet. I was in limos with celebrities and like, and now I'm cleaning teeth. Like there was kind of a little bit of shame in it. Like I felt like I took a step backwards mm-hmm. or that, um, that like I kind of quit with my tail between my legs that, you know, I was like, what am I going to do now? It has to be something as big as this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's where I had a pretty good slap on the wrist from my ego to say like, you know what, does that really matter? Do you really need to be like standing next to this star studded lineup for you to feel good about yourself? Like mm-hmm. what, why do we really start a business? Is it because we want to, you know, look good to who our parents, the bullies in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, And that's, I mean, that still carried me into the first part of my business. I had clients that reminded me of the pattern I had uh, with former bosses or in work situations. Um, And I got to a place in my business where like I was making good money. I, I think I was at like 10 to $15,000 a month. It was like more money than I'd ever made. Um, But I was like, I'm miserable. I, I don't like the clients that I work with. Um, some of them, like I, I don't love their business practices, but they pay me. So like, I kind of feel stuck in that because I need to make money or some of my clients, like they would call text any time of the day or night and expect me to respond immediately, but because I hadn't set those boundaries. Um, and so I, I had a really great coach that I was working with that um, that pointed that out for me that I was getting a lot of my self-worth from this and that it's up to me as a choice if I'm going to stay in that or not. And so um, I had a really, it was a really difficult choice to make because of course, you know, I had this comfort of money, um, but yeah. that can also be really deceiving. It's really interesting how, and, and I had this in, in um, dental hygiene too. It was like, I wasn't ready to leave and go all in on my business because there's security in someone signing your paycheck. Yep. Um, but then to leave it, it was like, I'm going out on a new path. What am I, is this going to work out? Will I get other clients? But I think that, you know, the universe like can't have a void, like anytime there is space, it will get filled. So I made the difficult decision to fire a bunch of my clients that I just wasn't in alignment with anymore. And really hope <laughs> that um, that I had had in me what it would take to fill that space. And I'd say miraculously, but I also just believe that you know when there is a void, it needs to be filled. Um, mm-hmm. I fa- I had new clients just show up um, with hardly really any any work. <laughs> like I I did a few you know messages or outreach, but I had clients that more than made up for the amount of revenue that I had just said goodbye to, um, in a month. And it was like, that was evidence of when you actually let go of what's not meant for you and step into alignment with what you really want. It's, Mm. it's all there. It's at your fingertips. I love that. I think this idea of stepping in, um, stepping into alignment with what's meant for you, but stepping in with faith, I think this is this is the this is the crux of it. A lot of people listening to this would think, well, it's good for you, Molly, but I have bills to pay and I have this environment. It could be the fact that they're in a job that they don't enjoy anymore. I find a lot of a lot of something someone said to me once, and this is at the at the start, and he was a doctor and he was working as a doctor. And I remember, oh well, you must enjoy really enjoy it. And I said, you know, he goes, I used to. I'm like, well, don't you enjoy it now? And he goes, now it's just a job. And I it hit me then that doesn't matter what profession you are, after a certain point, 
unless you remember it, it just becomes a mundane job. It just becomes something that you do on automatic pilot and you just go in and you know, see the same patients or whatever have you, or the people. And the, the, and the passion for it, if it, that passion goes, if that enjoyment goes, then it becomes just a job. I think that's what happened with a lot of people. And that's happened with a lot of people, especially when it comes to late 30s, early 40s. That's when the mid, midlife crisis <laughs> comes up as well. But I think it's important to know that you have when you take a leap of faith, the universe comes to support you. You don't necessarily see the evidence of it until later. But when you look back in hindsight, you see, ah, that person was brought in who led me to A, B, and C, and this happened, and that led me to B, C, and D. The universe supports you in amazing ways, but you have to show the evidence of faith first. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And for people, you know, you're mentioning like, well, that must be nice for you, but I have a job. And I wouldn't say that you just completely jump out of the plane and, you know, build the plane on the way down or whatever they say. Um, It would be irresponsible to, to maybe not have a little bit of a cushion or a backup plan. And so I'm not saying that I left when I had nothing. I had still some clients. I still had some revenue coming in. Um, And I also had parents that uh, they saw how miserable I was. And they were also really important in making that transition that they said, Marley, we just want you to be yourself again. If we have to support you a little bit for a while, then we will. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even just with like a little bit of confidence, knowing that I don't want to take plan B, but it's there in case I fall on my face and bump my knees and whatever. I get a few cuts and bruises along the way. Um, and I was really thankful that I didn't have to go to that, but I at least had, you know, still money in the bank. I had clients that were coming in and I knew if I've done this before, I can do it again with a different mindset, attracting a new kind of customer. Agreed. I think this, yeah, I, and I do, I do believe in, um, you know, taking a leap of faith, but you do need to pay yourself financially to a certain extent. I think this is where being financially savvy makes sense. And I always say there are two laws of the universe. There's man-made laws and they're universal laws, and they both apply. And if you use one, not the other, your, your progress is going to be slower. If you if you jump in with a lot of faith and no, um, no preparation at all, that's basically just going with the universal laws and no man-made laws. Then it will things will work, but you will have a lot of heartache on the way. It's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of faith. On the other hand, if you're just using man-made laws and just using strategies and not employing and not entertaining the universal laws, then things are a lot slower as well because you're pushing a boulder up the hill and mm-hmm. it's very very heavy. So when you combine both together, that's when things magical things happen. I think in your case, that's exactly what happened. You had a plan B, which wasn't your first choice. It wasn't something that you were looking forward to falling back on, but it was in case. I fell flat flat my face and there's someone to look after me and still I have money in the account and I have clients coming in. So now I can take a leap of faith and I can pull in clients which are meant to work with me, who I'm the highest good for and they're the highest good for me. And now let's move forward. So when you go with that kind of mindset, your energy is a lot different rather than desperation energy, which you would have had if you didn't have the other three things in the background. Wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I was thinking about how Tony Robbins says, like, burn the boats. (laughs) Um, That if you're going to go all in on something, like, don't give yourself that plan to fall back on, perhaps. But I think it's also important that if you are going to burn the boats, that the island that you are currently on, you're not, like, destitute there or you're not, you Mm -hmm. know, starving. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just it's having the right kind of comfort behind mm-hmm. you, but not too much comfort that you don't go all in. Agreed. 
I, I mean, I do believe, I do understand the, the reasons for saying, you know, burning all the boats. But, um, you know, it's that's highly stressful for most people. And the stress alone can cause people to have uh, burnout and can it cause them to have a depression and so forth. And it, having depression amongst entrepreneurs is not uncommon. It's very, very common uh, in terms of, you know, low self-esteem and, you know, oh, my God, imposter syndrome coming back to, <laughs> to bite your backside. I, I, being in the profession that I am, I get to see all of this and I see how common it is uh, when you have supposedly burned your boat. When you've burnt, when you, but if you, like I said, if you're on an island where you have some kind of support, you've built it for yourself or you have like parents or someone to support you, then you are still uncomfortable, but you're not, the stress levels are so, not so high that they take over you and you're able to move forward. Because sometimes we get so tired and we're so, you know, we're so overtaken by emotions. I think people can't see their way forward, right? Yeah, it's like you have to find the line between being in survival mode, (laughs) which can be motivating, but it also can maybe not make you, not help you think straight. Yeah, I mean, it, it can cloud your judgment and it can also cause desperation. And I always say a lot of, I mean, a lot of people that I've seen, um, but I mean, I, I think it, it, everyone's different because at times desperation, t- de- desperate times cause people to take amazing actions. I've seen that, you know, my, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of all inventions, you know, <laughs> to say. So, but you have to know your own self, you know, what can you tolerate? What's your tolerance level with stress, mm-hmm. with uh, with uncertainty? And there is a lot of uncertainty in entrepreneurship and, and, um, and building a business and taking a leap of faith. Taking a leap of faith is exactly that. You have no idea where you're going, no idea where you're going to land, no, no idea who's going to land with you, and you're taking a faith, you know, t- taking a leap of faith. Now, with you, now that your your business had taken over, you know, how do you know how do you plan on expanding? What's your goals now? To how much further do you want to go? What do you see yourself happening in the next three to six months or three to five years? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we work with entrepreneurs to help them to build lead generation machines in their business. And um, we have clients that they fly to our studio and we film all their content for them. We also have clients that we have like a done with you kind of version where we install it with their team. And um, we were growing our agency so that we can take on tons of entrepreneurs to build this for them because I know what that's like, kind of just even explaining that of being in a place where you're hustling to try to get more clients and you're always trying to get your name out there. And when you use YouTube, like the platform that it is, you have clients coming to you. It's like inbound instead of always having to go outbound and hunt for them. Um, So we just know how big of a rocket ship we're sitting on and we're constantly expanding our team. We have new video production managers, new social media managers, more coaches, like just we're constantly expanding and um, we're going to be probably building more physical production studios for clients to come and fly in and film with us too. Wonderful. Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. All right. So tell us, Molly, how can we connect with you? Where can you find you on the internet? Um, well, one of the best places, YouTube, youtube.com slash Marley Jacks, and also Instagram, instagram.com slash Marley Jacks. Um, if you want to check out what we do, the site is vipleadmachine.com. Wonderful. And the links that Marley has just mentioned, if you're listening to us on the podcast, will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on the YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have a link to go check her out. She's amazing. And I do recommend that you check out the, the links as well. We'll, as I said, we'll have all the links in the show notes and the description section. 
Well, Molly, thank you so much for joining us today on Friday Feature. We have to have you back on, on Money Talk you so we can pick your brains and learn more from you. But today, thank you so much for being our guest. Cool. Thank you, guys. And thank you for listening to me and Molly today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest on another Friday Feature, sharing and learning from their experience and finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.